Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome to Seven Fifty-Five is Real, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project Seventy, celebrating seventy years of Tops baseball cards. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic. I'm with my co-host, as usual, back from his uh, European vacation, Eric O'Flaherty. What's up, Dave? What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? Good. How was Italy? <laughs> Didn't go to Italy. I went to the hospital. Oh, my wife's oh. my wife's pregnant, so she's having. It's hot here. She's she's grinding right now. Everything all right? Yeah, she's good. All right, cool. Well, KJ filled in for you, man. So send him your check for a thousand bucks. Yeah, well, sure he needs it. <laughs> he does. He's raising eighteen kids, man. Kelly made some good money. I think he he's did. smart he with it too. He did. Yeah, I, you could tell he is. Got some good-looking boys. Got some good-looking kids, man. And girl. Yeah. He's got four. Yeah. I know. He's bad. We got our it, third boy coming, and he's a bad uh, influence on my wife because she wants a girl. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, he I'd brought like him. I told you. He brought him to the game. And if you didn't know Kelly, there was no way you would think that guy is a father for those three. He look, does not look old enough to be a dad of four. <laughs> yeah. They cranked him up fast. Yeah. It looks like it. They're all they all look the same age. <laughs> Just about. Huddy has a kid. He has a couple kids, I think, that are nine months apart or so. Like the bare minimum that you can Irish twins. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what do we want to talk about today? Oh, the Braves. Your thoughts? <laughs> Man, that's baseball, huh? This team. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's hard because you get excited about a series and you lose to the Pirates who, you know, haven't tried in years, you know. But I yeah. mean, that's baseball. You can, that's why, you know, the playoffs in baseball have to be multiple games. You can't just have a 1 1 matchup because any team yeah. can beat anybody at any time. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't read into a loss to the Pirates much. I mean, if, if you lose a series to them or get swept by them, that hurts. But one game at a time in baseball is nothing. That's why your one game wild card game is so stupid because the entire sport is built around playing series all yep. year, postseason, everything. And then all of a sudden you have this one game wild card where if your starter doesn't line up or if your starter has this, you know, one or two of, the, of his worst games of the year, you got no chance. Yep. And, and and it's not a representative sample in any way of your team. Of how teams Should, are built, too. I mean, you yeah. can have Felix Hernandez in his prime yeah, for the Mariners going up against a team that won 107 games. And right. you go up against Felix, you know, in his prime, you're <laughs> right. be out. Or, yeah, DeGrom. I mean, the, 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 yeah. the Mets could squeak squeak into the wild card game and DeGrom starts, you know. anybody in one game. Yeah, so – I'm glad I, that's what I liked last year so much better that three games. Three games mm-hmm. isn't ideal, but it's much better than one. Then much you at better. least you at least have a, few, a couple of your pitchers going. 
You got to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a much better deal. And I hope they work that out in the future where that wildcard round is three games. And and last year, I like the way they did it too. Where so it's it was not all, three this year. It was it's back one to side. one. Um, God, what is it this year? It's 10, 10 teams instead of 16. But they keep uh, changing it so much. I can't keep track. Yeah. What? Look that up. Cam, look that up while we're looking at this. Since it's back to 10, I, th- I assumed it was a wild card game. I should know that. And I, and I, like you said, there's so many rules. It's so changed. many changes, man. I just, I check out and then I look in like mid August, you know, what, yeah. <laughs> what, what the deal is for the playoffs, you know, when you see what teams are going, but yeah, it seems like it changes every year now. So yeah, despite laying an egg in that series opener against the pirates last night, an 11 to one loss in a game that started by Max free, the hero from the day before with his pinch hit single on Sunday in the 10th inning. So despite having a game, and Free was on a great roll too since coming back from the IL for the second time, but despite him starting for the Braves and Case DeJong, DeJong starting for the Pirates who had literally one career win in like five parts of five, four or five seasons and an ERA this year closer to six than five. The Braves lose that game 11 to one. And, I mean, they came out, and the first, they get a run. They were up 106 pitches into the game. Single Acuna, double and an error, double by Freeman and an error on the right fielder. The Braves are up 1-0, and I'm thinking, oh, the Braves are going to roll. They're going to keep that momentum going from Sunday. And that was it. <laughs> they gave up 11 unanswered runs to the Pirates. And, uh, I mean, uh, Gamble, two homers, career-high six RBIs. Tomlin gives up two homers in an inning, four runs. Tomlin doesn't look like last year, man. You know, he'll look good for a few outings, and then he'll have a really rough one. So, I don't know. It just kind of underscored what we've said, what I've said. Uh, I think the Braves have got to go out and get at least one arm and preferably two for that pin. I think starting yeah. pitching's okay. I think they need to add a bat and add two bullpen arms if they really want to make a, a more than just squeak into the playoffs, If you know, if they can somehow win the division. I was thinking it'd be cool if the Cubs fell off and you got a shot at Kimbrel because he is on another level again this year. Well, he's they've back. fallen off. Yeah. Ten straight losses, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could, that could work out pretty good. Yeah. He, he'd be solid at the end of the pen. Oh, he's been unbelievable too, man. And he's just getting better as the season goes on. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. The Cubs had some difficult cho- choices, and now they're getting even more difficult. I mean, you're losing ten in a row at the worst time. Uh I mean, I guess I, I guess there's two different ways of looking at it. You might be the best time if you're the Cubs and trying to make the choices easier. But man, well, yeah, if you're a GM, you know that's if you were planning on rebuilding or not really competing, and you got some trade pieces you want to use. The worst case scenario is your team plays above who it is, yeah, and stays in it, and then you yeah. gotta, you, and you know, can't justify it to your you fans. gotta justify it to the fans while you're trading all these guys. You know, when that was the plan all along. Right, and the Brewers are pulling away. So by the time you, another couple of weeks, they might be able to say, "There's no way we're going to catch them." So, yeah. So, hello, Chris Bryant and Kimbrel, and wow, it's going to be some choices they got to make. I know what Theo he would have already made up that his mind. He was yeah. still there. So anyway, despite despite losing that game, eleven to one, being embarrassed really um, after after that thrilling win the day before. The Braves are still just four and a half games out of first place. <laughs> and 
I mean, and the thing is, the Mets lead, and the Braves have shown already that they can beat the Mets. I mean, they're not, they don't yeah. fear the Mets, you know? They have a losing record against the Marlins, but against the Mets, they've played really well, you know? And well, the thing, I, the thing about that, too, is you'd almost rather be four games back and playing terrible mm-hmm. than four games back and, and playing like above your abilities and saying, we can't play any better than this and we can't catch this right. team, you know, because right. that's what it always felt like with Philly. No matter how good we played when I was there, they were just better and yeah. we knew we weren't catching them. We get we and that head to head matchups huge too because we go into Philly and lose two out of three every time and, and and lose a game. Yeah. Yeah. As ugly as it's been, you know, I mean, you got a shot if you could just as stay ugly, close till you get hot. But as ugly as it's been, they have not gone on one roll yet. I mean, not nope. one one like eight and two roll or you know, nope. twelve and three roll, which they have in them. I think with the pitching starting pitching going the way it's going. But I think you might have to add a bullpen on before you can do it. But despite not going on a roll yet and having to cut like three, four game losing streaks, they're still four and a half games out of first place with almost half the season left. Yeah. So. I mean, we sound like a broken record, but you, you got to maintain that perspective, but especially if you're on the team. Playing with the lineup that if you look at the bottom half of the lineup is journeymen and guys that it, they didn't know were even going to be on the team, much less in yep. the lineup. Mm-hmm. Your Heredias, your Amantes, your uh, uh, now Orlando Arcia, uh, Kevin Smith. These are guys that you didn't even have in spring training. You didn't even have on your team. Yeah, they were supposed to be a Triple A if if you if they were even in the organization. So, yeah, um, and remember, just when the Nats were look, starting to get kind of scary looking, you know, that with Schwarber killing with Schwarber killing the ball, he got hurt. He got hurt, and he could be out. I mean, he could be out a month, man. That Poor that hammy. hamstring looked pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't even walk off the field. He's hobbling. I looked like it was a severe. T- if that's a severe strain, he's and as big as he is, leading off. I I don't I don't see him coming back for a month. That sucks for him because he was, he on was the putting, role of a lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> those are. I mean, that's the type of run you go on and wind on a up one year deal, getting a contract that changes yeah. your whole life. You know, if you can keep that stretch going. On a one-year deal this year and having that kind of season. Wow. See if he can pick it up when he gets back. Braves hope he doesn't. Um, so, anyway, despite that loss, the Braves have won 11 of their last 19, four of their last six. They had won four out of five, including both series at home uh, against the Mets and Marlins before uh, losing that game last night at Pittsburgh. So, Basically, they're two under five hundred now. They had hoped to get out of Pittsburgh over five hundred for the first time all season. Now they got to win the next two games in Pittsburgh to go to Miami at five hundred and win two out of three in Miami if they want to go to the All Star break over five hundred for the first time all season. Didn't so, see that coming. I think mentally, uh, no. I think mentally that could do a lot for them if they could go to the break over five hundred for the first time. You know. Instead of under 500 still and go, Jesus, we haven't been over 500 not one day all year. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's like this This is a team that needs a needs all-star break. Yeah. You know, I mean, you want to go into it feeling good, but even if you go into it playing terrible, it's it's a reset. You, I mean, you take won- those three, four days off and check yeah. out and just start over after the break. They had won- If they had won yesterday, it would have been five out of six. It would be a totally different story. Yep. You know what I mean? You want to go into it hot for sure. Yeah, but they didn't, so – yeah, they need to win these next two in uh, in Pittsburgh. 
And they go down and win two out of three from the Marlins. But, you know, Marlins, they're four and six against the Marlins this year. Marlins lost six to Sanchez for the for the rest of the season. Shoulder. He might not even be back till the All-Star break next year. So that's how it hurts for them, and that's a blow for them because they're young pitching. That's what that's what they got in a few position guys. So but it was a four-team race anyway. Even though the Marlins have the Braves number this year, they 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 weren't in the race. You know, it's four teams are right there. You know, the Phillies have got to look at it like the Mar- like the Braves do. The Phillies haven't played have played like crap, man, and they're right yep. there with the Braves. They're still yeah. in it, and they haven't they've they haven't put together a run yet and done what they can do. So yeah, and if you're the Mets, you you know being in first place, you got to look around the division and kick yourself that you don't yeah. have a bigger lead right now. Yeah, because you got to look at the other, you got to look at the the Braves especially, but the Phillies too, and say both these teams are playing terrible. Yeah, and they want to build that them. lead. I mean, that's just as frustrating when you're in, when you're in first place. It, the most frustrating things when you're in first place yeah. and you're playing incredibly well. And there's this team that just won't go away. You know, I mean, the Mets aren't, they're not killing it. They're just happen to be the team playing the least shitty. But yeah, it's like the Nats a couple of years ago when they won it all and they started out so slow. Yep. And then they got hot and it didn't yep. matter how hot the Braves were. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything, put any distance in them. And four games. I mean, that can, you can, you can close that in a week. Oh, and yeah. If you're hot and you're playing like the Nats did that year in the second half, you know, they can. That's why it's hard because they can win this division in, in my mind pretty easily if they get hot, and they just haven't done it. <laughs> Problem is like, they got to do it now because you look at yeah. that schedule coming out of the break. Yeah, it's tough. That's nasty, man. But it's what, the same Braves, thing. Like Padres, when this team's playing well, when they're Braves, playing Padres, well, Padres, yeah, when they're they play you know, well against good teams. Yeah, and when they're playing well, it's yeah they, they can tend, beat anybody. They tend to to play their best ball against the better teams, the teams yep. you think they're going to get beat, the, the series you think they're going to lose. They go in and win two out of three, like they did against the Mets, like they did against the Reds when the Reds were hot. You know they've done, they've done it. They did it against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, here's a turning point, and then Go you figure, go back to you know? what you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of the same thing individually. You know, when you're going through a season. And you're struggling and you think you get back on track. You know, you think you make some adjustment. You you start putting it together. It, you know, as like a reliever or something, then you then you give up a three spot. Yeah. Or or as a position player, then you take a couple over fours and then you're right back where you were. I mean, it's kinda it's kind of the same grind. And it's it's why the baseball season is so long and so mentally challenging, is because you almost have to be insane to keep believing things are gonna turn around and you gotta be patient. But that's that's the place they're in right now. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Four rosters were announced for the All-Star game. Uh, they had already announced the starters uh, last Thursday, and then Sunday they announced the uh, reserves. Ozzy added to that, which is no surprise. It would have been a shocker if he didn't. So the Braves, for the third All-Star game in a row, have three All-Stars. They got stars, man. You know, that's the other thing that's so frustrating for their fans. Is this is a team that's got some stars with Freddie yeah. Freeman, Acuna, Ozzy Albies. They've got stars. Austin yeah. Riley's having a really good year. But you lose Darno. That hurt. Yeah. They're counting on getting him back. He's on. A, he's in a cast now to kind of zip off and, he, and he, work, he can work out now with it off. So he's making progress. You know he's making big progress. He's long tossing and throwing a flat ground, that kind of thing. So those two, I'm not – you know, I, I could see a Noah, depending on what they do at the trade deadline, I could see him coming back in the bullpen. But we'll see. No, they haven't said yet. Darno's going to be big because they, you know, they're, they're wearing out the kid behind the plate, man. Some, yeah. 
and, and I think Darno just taking charge and, and plus his bat, you know, the kid is, I think Contreras is going to be a real good hitter for his career, but right now he looks a little in over his skis or maybe the scouting report has caught it catching up with him. He ain't making adjustments yet, but he's yeah. really struggling. So that could be big if they can add them, you know, a month into this thing after the break. But uh, I still think they need to make a move or at least a move or two with uh, an added bat and a thing and a couple of relievers. Um, but 17 first-time All-Stars in each league. How about that? That just tells you how young yeah. baseball continues to skew, man. There yeah. was a time when you only had a, a few new first-timers, it seemed like, and the same guys came back to the All-Star game every year. Oh, it was the same, dude. The guys yeah. were tired of going. Like yeah. You'd have veterans that didn't want to yeah. make the All-Star team because they wanted their first – you know, their first all-star break off in yeah. eight years. You don't hear that now. No. <laughs> 12-time all-star. Yeah, I'm going to skip it. My hamstring's a little sore. Yeah. I think it was CeCe that just decided not to go. Yep. Just yep. said, <laughs> I'm, just I'm good. Going. Yeah. Um, so 17 new ones in each league. And the, and the new one that everybody's talking about, obviously, Shohei Otani, who was already selected as the American League's designated hitter, voted in. And now he's named to the squad as a pitcher as well. So I'm interested to see how they're going to do that. You know, because it's for the fans. The game's for the fans. So how are they going to best utilize him for that? I'm, I'm interested to see. Do you start him yeah, I think as so. a DH and then and then uh, switch him to pitching inning? I don't know how. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know the, the best way to get him in, but you got to have him pitch and hit in that game. That's the yeah. only thing I know is he's got to – because that's one of the coolest stories in baseball this year is what he's yeah, doing. And you got to find a way to, to work it where he throws an inning and, and gets a few at-bats. But I'm excited about the home run derby. Yeah. I, yeah. He's going to hit a ball 580. Can you imagine this kid – or kid. Can you imagine Shohei winning the home run derby, hit one out of Coors Field, which I think he could do with that he party will. deck. With he the will. third deck gone now and they have that party deck, I think he could hit one out of the stadium. Imagine him winning the home run derby and then pitching – Striking out a couple of guys on the side in the you know in his inning and hitting a home run as a designated hitter, that would be he would be the biggest thing in the game at that point if he's not already. It's funny, man, because you get sick of hype. Hype, yeah. You know, you get you get sick of seeing his highlights and seeing all the stuff about him and talking about him and what he's doing, and everybody in the game is talking about it. But the home runs he's hitting, like he'll yeah. hit a slider down and in out to left center. His swing is, you know, he's not just a raw power guy. He can get the barrel to anything. Yeah. And I like to say, you know, if he was playing in Yankee Stadium or a different park, oh. he'd probably have more home runs. And he would because he flies out to the track sometimes. Yeah. But most he of his home 40. runs, most of his home runs are yeah. 60, 70 feet You're over right. the wall. Like Acuna. Yeah. Um, I, I think people get tired of the hype maybe because they look at it as some of his starts. Which yeah. it's unfair the way they're using him, you know, but I don't think anybody's figured out a fair way to use him. You know, they're trying to get the most out of him, but I think it's kind of backfired as a starter because there's a reason nobody's been able to do it. Babe Ruth, really, if you look at it, never was the like best hitter years. while he was also the best pitcher. Yeah. He was not until he switched, you know? So there's a reason nobody's ever been able to do it. And especially in today's game, man, with the demands that there are, ah, it's tough. I just wish there was a way that they could do it. And uh, I think ultimately it might be to use him as a reliever, but I don't know. I don't know if that works. But have him close, man. You know, DH and close. 
Yeah, then you lose that that DH when he. You bet. You got to hope he doesn't blow the game. Right. Well, but, that's what you would risk. At least it wouldn't be till the end of the game, though. You know, you wouldn't yeah. lose a DH till the end of the game. Something yeah, to think I don't about. Know. I mean, because as a starter, you lose him when he's right away. The one good thing for him is that he pitches right-handed and swings lefty. Yeah. So he's he's kind of balancing out his body versus just torquing one way over and over and over. Um, that that's what they say about switch hitters. You know, switch hitters very rarely have back injuries because they're not rotating into one hip and creating that imbalance. So when I watch him mm-hmm. throw righty and swing lefty, I think he's got a better shot to just feel good every day on a daily basis. But still, man, I mean, throwing, throwing 80, 90 pitches, you see the starting pitchers the day after they start. Yeah. These yeah. guys are a bag of crap. Like yeah. they can't, they, they, they go run like, you know, 20 poles at about a half a mile an hour pace. Like they just jog and get their body through it. Cause they're so beat up from starting the day mm-hmm. before. And he's in the lineup and the I day mean, before he's in the lineup. I mean, it's asking a lot and, and not many of them have a good record when they just go on short rest, three mm-hmm. days rest instead of four, No, you know, and he's got, and you got to do all the things that, are, that, are, that are being in the lineup demands, even if you're the DH, you still got to do a lot of stuff. You gotta a stay loose all game. Yeah. And and he runs. He doesn't he's not like right. you know, he's not a power dude like Nelson Cruz right. or something that he yeah, hits he a homer bases. or a single. He's he's hitting doubles, he's stealing bases, he's scoring from first. Yeah. I think for now, being young, he can do it, but uh, it's gonna be hard, harder and harder as he gets older. The negative on that bat and left handed, of course, exposes that arm. I mean, if he gets yeah. hit, what's that gonna do to him if he's pitching in a game and he gets hit in the right arm? Yeah. You know, and he's got to come back out the next inning and pitch. You yeah. know how guys, you know how Freddie said his arm's been numb for a couple, three innings sometimes. Yeah. When he gets hit in the elbow. Yeah, Freddie got smoked in the ribs yesterday. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be interesting. But it's going to be cool. The whole country's going to be, you know, watching to see because I know the yeah. Angels have been on TV a lot, but it's usually 10 o'clock at night, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and oh, if he's doing this on the East Coast, if he was doing it for Yankees or Red oh Sox, I mean, I mean, then you'd be really sick of hearing about him because he'd be on every highlight. I mean, we're we still hear about the Yankees all the time, and they're just a mediocre team. They're just a 500 team, man. Yep. So that's the good thing about the Red Sox being being so much better than anybody guessed this year uh, had projected. Is that they're just killing the Yankees? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the best part of it. I mean, and everybody ripped the Red Sox for getting tr- for trading Bettis and all this, you know, letting him go, and all these guys. And look at the guy. I mean, something about that organization, man. They're doing some things right. These young guys they bring up are good. You yeah. know, I sure thought they were going. That was going to backfire on letting Mookie go. But this goes back to culture. You know, yeah. some people don't want to give credit to, but yeah, you build a yeah. winning culture. You keep enough veterans around and guys that know how you do it. Yeah. And they still got a good payroll too. It's not like they're, yeah. you know, scraping. Yeah. Them. They still got a lot of money. So much money coming into that organization. My God. I'd like to see a profit margin. It's good. <laughs> I I bet the Red Sox, I know the Dodgers got a huge TV deal and a much, much bigger stadium, but the Red Sox have the highest ticket price by far. And they packed that place and they got a good, they got good rights deals and all that. I, I know they got a huge profit margin, man. They got a well-heeled fan base in, out in the park. Um, so it's the first time Shohei, he'll be the first guy that's ever obviously gone as a 
position as a hitter and a pitcher to the All-Star game. Starters were elected by the fan vote, and it was a combination of player votes and commissioner's office that named the reserves this year, which, they, again, changes all the time, but that's kind of usually yeah. the way it is. But So a lot, I know a lot of Braves fans, and the Braves broadcasters really harped on this for two days now about how Ozzy should have started ahead of Adam Frazier. Yeah, and a, and a real good argument can be made that I mean Ozzy's second by one RBI to the to Duvall for the NL RBI lead had a huge June, but it's not like Frazier's an egregious choice, man. The guy's got OPS. It's like was last I looked was like OPS plus was twenty points higher than Ozzy's. Yeah, you know, got over a hundred hits. I mean, to me, I think Ozzy should have started too, but I don't have a problem with that. I think the Dodgers fans could have a better argument. That Max Muncy just said deserves to start ahead of Freddie. Yeah. I mean, you know, Albie's got 59 RBIs to devout 60 for the NL lead. Albie's got 43 extra base hits, his third in the league behind Castellanos. He's got 45, and Tatis got 44. He's Ar- and Acuna, by the way, is tied with Arenado for fourth with 42. So, in but the Muncy, spot. <laughs> huh? For in the, the leadoff lead spot. spot. But Muncy, 972 OPS is 112 points higher than Freddie's. Muncy has a 416 OBP. That guy, man, he's he old breaks. school like that. He's got as many walks as strikeouts. He's like chipper. Uh, to Freddie's 381, still great, 381, but 416 OBP for Muncy. And Muncy's got 18 homers and 47 ribbies to Freddie's 17 and 46. So only argument you can make for Freddie, obviously, is what he's done in the past, and that's what he's got voted for because he's done so much more in his career. But – He's played all the games at first this year. Muncy has, has played some. Bounces around, yeah. Yeah. And Freddie, for me, Freddie's defense is yeah. probably not even comparable to. Right, right. You know, he's so, probably way better there. But but for those, I mean, that that like the Braves broadcasters conveniently just overlooked that, you know, that yeah. whole debate. You know, they just focused on Ozzy should be starting ahead of Frazier. So, but I think it's a pretty good accomplishment for a Pittsburgh Pirate to get to, to, to get start fan, the game. Yeah. yeah. To, in yeah. fan votes. Yeah. Uh, so there'll be some more additions because there always are injuries, real or exaggerated, by players who, but like we said, there aren't that many anymore that don't want to go because there's that many that have gone to 10 of them or whatever. So, but a yeah. um, couple of them that kind of jumped out, Trot's on it, but he's not going. Obviously, he's hurt still. He's looking at coming back after the break. But there's a couple of form up. Uh, couple of trade targets on here that I think the Braves should be interested in. If they're not, I'm not sure if they are yet, but Joey Gallo has really come on in the last few weeks and he's just crushing the ball. That'd be a nice ad for the Braves. Um, I love the kid from uh, Pittsburgh who's having a hell of a year. He made the team, Brian Reynolds, but I, he's under control. I don't know if the Pirates can let him go. I mean, the Pirates aren't going to be good for a while. I don't know if they look at that as, you know, he could still be there when we get good. Just depends. I think it just depends on if somebody blow them away with an offer, but he's on the all-star team, Brian Reynolds. Um, you got uh, a couple of former praise. How about, how about the pitchers for the uh, NL team? Kevin Gossman, who's been a side candidate so far. Yeah. He's having a hell of a year. Craig Kimbrell. Who's killing it? Looks like old Craig Kimbrell and Mark Melanson, two former Braves closers on the in the bullpen. Melanson looks. I mean, I watched him throw the other day, and every time you see him throw his first pitch, if you don't know his stuff, yeah, 
It'll say 92 and you think he threw a curveball. <laughs> I, I mean, he's mastered that cutter. I know. I, I totally the same. It's so different than all these other closers you watch coming out of bullpen these days. Yeah. Kimbrel looks good. Kimbrel's yeah. on. And I'm glad Kimbrel's doing what he's doing because – I would yeah. tell people how good he was right around the time he kind of lost that. I mean, he was yeah. still good, but uh, nobody got to appreciate how good he was for the Braves when he was like 2012, 2013, those years he was just crazy. Yeah. And I think this might be the best season he's had. Statistically, it's right there, man. Yeah. And it, yeah, and I hated him taking a beating for that contract with the Cubs. It's nice to see people shut up about that now, you know? Yeah. So, um, anyway, real quick, on Sunday's game, were you watching the Braves game? I watched a little bit of it. I didn't watch too much of it. What are you thinking as a pitcher, man? I mean, that's Freed said that he dreamed about that, you know, but as a as – because a, growing up, he was an outfielder and a first baseman, so that's the kind of thing he always dreamed about. But he said you kind of stopped dreaming that once he became a pitcher because you never really think you're going to have that chance. Right. But for a pitcher to hit a pinch hit walk off <laughs> single, and it wasn't a fluky single, it was a line no, drive to center. Good swing. <laughs> He's got a good swing, man. He yeah. looks like an athlete up there. You know, teammates and a manager will say that about anybody that he could have been a position guy. But with him, it's legit. He could be yeah. an outfielder in the majors if he had focused on that from day. Because some teams wanted to draft him as a position guy. Yeah, he's got a good swing. I mean, it, I felt kind of good about the situation because there was so much going on already. Yeah. You know, the the replay yeah. review, pitcher had to stand there for a while. It that just felt insane. like one of those games that you're just going to lose, you yeah. know, if you're the Marlins. Like, somehow this thing's going to go south. If they didn't win that inning, then it flips, and you're like, the Marlins are winning this game no matter what after right. a replay gets overturned and everything. Right. And then you um, challenge one, and it doesn't get and it doesn't get. Yeah, I was, I was shocked they flipped it. Because I, I just didn't think there'd be the evidence, but I think they've gotten a little better at that lately. Because they caught a lot of scrutiny early on in the year that where there were some calls that they should well, have turned and they didn't. There's here's one they've got to address in the offseason that play at home. It's the same thing as bomb. Remember the bomb play? Yeah. Where he never touched home. Yeah, his foot was in Something's the air. Something's got to be done because super slow mo. The replay has ruined this. It's changed. Like the play at second base where a guy comes off the black bag for I hate a that microsecond. One which is not the spirit of the rule at all. Same thing at home. Super slow-mo, when they built the, the home plate flat with the ground, Yeah, nobody had this in mind, super slow-mo. Because to the naked eye and to the umpire's eye, um, Riley touched home plate, right? Yep. And for all intents and purposes, that's the way he should be safe. Yep. But when you slow it down and look, it's almost physically impossible. Like Snit pointed out, it's almost physically impossible for you to touch home plate with your foot without catching a spike and turn, maybe turning your ankle, breaking your ankle. Yeah. You know, because your inertia, just the way you slide with a foot first slide, your foot is not going to be flush with the ground and scrape across the back. It's going to be the air. He said, and the only, uh, the only solution is, is go head first. And they don't want players to go head first because they're going to get injured. They're going to tear up their shoulders. I mean, you spiked. could do it like the football rule. You know, you get yeah, your, if you get the, but then you got guys just die, like just, right. <laughs> right. You know, it's so easy to, get. it'd be so easy to avoid a tag if you could and just you hold tag. your hand up over the right. plate. You could just do that with your hand. So that doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I think, I'm, that's what the re, replay, I think, has screwed up some stuff in the game. Those two things, the play at second base, it's messed it up. 
Because now guys are taught just to keep the, the 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 glove on the guy the whole time, which is dumb. And you slide different. You know, and, you got to slide different if you have to maintain contact throughout the so, whole slide. And they want they want more stolen bases. Well, guys are less likely are less inclined to steal if there's if there's a chance they're going to go off the bag for a second. You know, it's like what the hell. But and then this play at home, it's just something's got to be done about this. Yeah, I I just don't think I think that should be up to the umpire's discretion. Because if you're going to slow it down, <laughs> you're going to have that happen a lot. A lot, yeah. Where the where the foot is going to bounce across the plate, you know, above the plate. Just does he happen to get it down on the bounce or whatever? That's not skill. That's not good sliding. Well, and if you watch that replay, you know, a hundred times at full speed, you'd never right. say he's probably out. Never. I mean, he beats, never. He beats the tag, but. And even I don't know. then. It wasn't, I didn't think irrefutable. That's why I was surprised that they overturned it because we've seen them all year where we everybody sees on the replay the clear that should be overturned and then and they, they don't, don't because they say it's not it's irre, it's not irrefutable. Well, I yeah. didn't think that was overwhelming enough to overturn that. I would have said there's a one in ten chance they overturned this. On a game ending play like that, I didn't yeah, think at all. Especially was, game ending play. Yeah. And I was shocked. That Braves fans didn't throw stuff on the play, throw <laughs> shit on the field like they have before. Maybe they listened to Dansby last time. I don't know when he made the play. <laughs> well, it didn't end the inning, and you got a better, even a better ending to it. Yeah, yeah, no, no shit. Walk no. off. So anyway, you get this dramatic. I mean, Max Fried said that he had never felt so good to end a game as that. He said it was a wave of emotions, and you had you posted the photo. One of the craziest sports photos you're going to see is... What was happening? Heredia is in the dugout, and he's got these toy, like, swords, a pink one yeah. and a white one. And he's just... Because he's like, this guy is like drinks a thousand cups of coffee or acts like he does. I mean, he is energized like Acuna, or even more so. So he was so jacked up. And when Freed gets that, before the ball even lands, he takes off and starts running on the field with those swords. And he crossed first base before Freed did. And then he's on. He's like oh, by the mound doing this stuff with the sword. Just <laughs> what mind. is going on out here? I mean, it's a chaotic scene. I wasn't sure, you know, what the rule is. <laughs> There's no rule. I, I think if he touches him, if he touches him, yeah. it'd be a problem. Yeah. But but it's never been a. It's never been like a, nobody's ever before to have a rule. <laughs> like why would there Gene be another dude on the cross the plate across the base from? from the dugout before the runner. <laughs> I saw the replay and I just saw somebody go running by and it wasn't a Marlins player. I was like, who was that? I had to slow it down like three or four times. See this dude running by with pink swords. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> what Snit, am I watching? Man. Snit is so focused on the game and the ball and everything. Last year, I was kind of stunned when he said that he didn't realize because it had happened like three or four games that Josh Donaldson had done the umbrella thing in the dugout where Fulte would hand him the umbrella yeah. when he got to the dugout. And, and Snit had never seen it because he's always focused on the next batter. So when he said it, I'm like, really? You didn't see it? Because he said, I just saw that. He goes, he, I, And I don't think he goes home and watches replays on ESPN and everything. But anyway, he said he hadn't seen it. And you could tell he was kind of like, this is really borderline weather, but I'm going to let it go because we're winning and everything. Well, he had the same response when we asked him about Heredia. Bird asked him about Heredia with the swords. Snit had just seen it yesterday, Monday in Pittsburgh, he saw the replay and he's like, I just saw that. And he goes, you know, and he, you could tell he was not. Amused. No. And he said, everything is theater in the game today. The game, everything is theater. And he just bird asked another question before he could say anything that he probably would have regretted, you know? 
<laughs> but it's pushing Snip's patience, man. <laughs> I would think so, man. I saw that and I'm like, I mean, he wasn't far from Freed. No. Yeah, I mean, they almost. How yeah, about this? Your pitcher that. hits a walk off single and some dude with samurai swords crashes into him before he gets to first base and you got to go. tripped him. Yeah. Freed could have had to slow down, try to, and tripped over the base or something. Sprains his wrist, you know, falling, <laughs> avoiding the guy with swords. We had that happen in uh, Seattle. Jeff Clement hit a walk-off homer, and Unieski Betancourt thought it was a uh, a double. He thought it bounced out, uh-huh. and so Betancourt chased him around the bases, and Clement had to run from him because if he touched <laughs> him, he's out. And he got to like you know he got to second pretty clear, but but Uni came yeah. flying out of the yeah. dugout to go tackle him. And when he when he rounded third, Uni was hot on his tail, and the third base coach had to grab him and pull him back because if he grabbed him, Clement was out, and there was two yeah. outs in the inning. You know, yeah. it w- would have gone into another inning. But I, I always wish I could find a clip of that because it was some of the funniest shit That's I've ever seen. Funny, but this uh, samurai sword one would have that would have taken the cake. <laughs> there's an AP guy got some good photos of it too. That's going to show up in a lot of places. Yeah, it's just so bizarre looking, you know. And, he, and the video is even crazy because he's doing all this stuff. With <laughs> he runs to the mound and starts. I, I saw it when they were doing Everybody's the replay. He's over here celebrating, and he's over here doing his thing with the swords. It's just out of his mind. I saw Aguilar, I think it was, was kind of pointing over at the Braves dugout while they were doing the the, the review and uh-huh. doing this stuff to him and, and you know, kind of telling him uh, he was out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Aguilar has fun, man. He's 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 goofing with those guys. I think they had something going on between the two yeah. of them. He went. I like to the that mountain. dude, Aguilar. He's he's entertaining. He's entertaining <laughs> like some of those Braves guys are. Yeah, but because he, he yeah he's got a running thing going with EY and everything, you know. The Marlins yeah, Braves was... games have been entertaining, even though they haven't gone the Braves way. Six out of ten, they've been entertaining. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. We didn't even talk about Acuna getting hit. And I actually, you know, I thought the umps got that one wrong. But uh, yeah, so did uh, Glav. I thought, I thought you have to issue warnings before you can do that before yeah. tossing him because, I mean, you know, I know the replay looks it looks like he's throwing at him. But man, if he's gonna throw at him, he he's a Venezuelan. He him and Acuna get along yeah. great. And Acuna said, "I talk to him all the time when I see him. You know, he's Venezuelan. He's a good guy." Acuna didn't say afterwards like he did about Urena. You yeah, could tell Acuna wasn't comfortable saying he was throwing at me. He goes, "It's just that it's happened before. That was the third time, and that's what all the fans focused on." And I understand that. Yep. And it's crazy that it's happened three times with the Marlins on the first pitch of the game. That is crazy. Yeah, but. They have some guys that don't have good enough command. This guy does have pretty good command, though. And it just got away from him because he hit him with, a, what, a sink or 92 miles an hour? Yeah, it wasn't even a hard throw for, no. for his velo. But for for me, the thing is, is you face Acuna right-handed, you have to pitch him in. And your thought process, if I miss in over the plate, yeah, like, I'm like down 1-0. So his thought process is going to be, I got to miss in. First yep. pitch of the game, you're always a little amped up. I mean, you could throw your warm-ups and yep. look up there, and it's 87. Yep. For whatever reason, a hitter gets in the box, and your body just fires different once that adrenaline kicks in. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't think it was the worst thing ever that they tossed him because Snit had a point that it has happened a lot. Right. But the fact that they didn't do it 
And then and you right let away. the other. Uh, if they did it right away, it would have been. Right. It would have looked a lot better. But when you have the manager come out and and basically get him tossed, yeah, that's where I thought the umps messed it up. Well, and the thing is, the ump said later they have been told to now do it like the NBA or NFL do, get together and meet on it. Well, Mattingly wasn't aware of that. Nobody was aware that. of that. Right. So they're supposed to meet, but it looked totally like Smith yeah. intimidated it. Right. Yeah. And he got him to go because he came out going, that is enough. Uh-uh, that is enough. And it looked like the umps got together and said, hey, the history, all right, he's gone. It looked bad. It looked bad. So I understood, you know, what you were saying about the first pitch. They're so aware of this because Matt, it was clear the next day, a Mattingly Zoom call. And Mattingly, man, the Zoom calls, it comes across as he's a good dude. I believe him. I I, I I like him on the Zoom calls. You could tell that he's a, he's a, he's not a bad guy. I know the Braves fans hate him because of the, he think they think he's had his guy's throw. Urania's just an idiot. He <laughs> threw at him, you know. He threw at him because he's tired uh, of getting raped. But Mattingly has told these guys, like he said, we can't just lay the ball over the plate to him or Freddie, or they're just going to wail. Freddie's going to wail away on balls to left center all day if you do that. Yep. Same thing with Acuna. If you if you hit if you believe balls over the plate, this guy's middle way to Acuna's gone. He said he could he kills you anyway, but he goes you got to and if you got to if you when you come in, he goes you got to get all the way in. Well, you could tell he said that to his pitchers too, like you just said. Yep. You got to get all the way in. You can't come in a little bit. If you don't get all the way in, he's going to kill it. Yeah, which he's and done. That, that's kind of where I stand on it too, though. You know, from the Braves' perspective, and I would have liked to just see them let the teams handle it. You know, let the Braves hit somebody back and, and kind of do it right. old school, you know, where you make the pitcher more aware of it. Because for right. me, it's not that they're trying to hit him, but you got to tell him to try harder not to. You know, they you, got, yeah. you yeah. got to send the message that we don't care if it's on purpose or not. We know you got to pitch this guy in, but if you hit him, yeah. we're hitting you back. So then there's that doubt in the pitcher's mind. And maybe he does leave one over the plate when he's when he's not afraid to hit him. But right. tossing him right there with with no warnings or anything, I thought was a little extreme. It, on the first pitch, if nothing else, man, Mattingly can tell him, look, on the first pitch, we're not going to give him anything to hit, but miss outside. Don't throw miss a inside. Ball. <laughs> you know? You hit him second throw pitch it, of the game, it looks better. Throw an inch off the plate, and if you yeah. miss, you know, you can't hit him on the first pitch anymore. Because if you do, the guy's going to get ejected. The next pitcher that hits yeah. him on the first pitch, the next Marlins pitcher is going to get ejected. Well, they know that now. I mean, yeah. I, I think that you'd never expect that as an opposing team that if you hit the first – Right, I, they got the history, but still, Three you're thinking times the first yeah. pitch. I mean, I get it, I, I understand it, right? But just throw a slider, but just <laughs> so it doesn't look him, so bad. But hitting him overall, if it was just regular hitting him, not the first pitch of the game, they haven't yeah. hit him that much. No, the Cubs, the Cardinals have hit him with more frequency, like three times in twelve games. The Red Sox, yeah. if you do it per game, it's six times. It's not that much considering no. how many times they played him. Like Riley's you, been hit more from some by some by the some teams. And the but Braves have hit a couple of Marlins. Hit. The He's Braves have hit a couple hit. of Marlins more than uh, the Marlins have hit Acuna during that yeah. same, like Brian Anderson. But it's yeah. the fact that it was the first pitch of the game. It looks so. way worse when it's to lead off the game and you just smoke him. And he hits so, he hits so many first pitch homers. So it's yeah. like all this perfect storm, why it looks so bad. Well, and that so. used to be kind of a code, you know. Not necessarily a code, but you didn't expect a leadoff guy to to come at you like that. It was always right. You get a guy taking a pitch or two, right? So Easy I mean, I see it. from that aspect of saying, you know, they're sending a message. You better not be so comfortable to start the game. Yeah. But again, you send all the messages you want, but don't hit him. And if you right. do, 
you know, one, your best guy's wearing it back or your pitcher has to get in the box and he's wearing one. You got to be good enough to that if you miss, you don't hit him. Yeah. yeah. But there's no room for error in there because he's on it the could, dish. And he crowds the plate, man. I tried to explain that on Twitter. People jump all over you and throw up the numbers like Chipper was only hit so many times. I'm like, like you said, he's a switch hitter for one thing. So, so he's the all the way across. And he was a foot away from the, you know, so much further back than Acuna is. But that's the thing when you when you throw arm side and the ball sails on you, Mm -hmm. it goes it goes arm side. So he's going to get hit by a ton of righties. Not a lot of righties practice pitching into righties, but against Acuna, there's nowhere to go out over the plate. He stays on breaking balls, so it's just a situation where you're going to keep having righties trying to pitch him in. Yeah, and he's going to get hit. And if you're the Braves, you want him comfortable because he's unpitchable when he's like that. Right. So and, you want to protect that, but and I know the fans get all get all get you know he's their guy, and they'd hate to see him. They hate to think he could miss half a season like Freddie did when he got hit in the hands. Yep. But he wears all the armor for a reason, you know. And for the most part, he's protected. He could still get hit in the hands, but that can happen even if you back up a little bit. But by comparison, he doesn't get hit. He's not even one of the guys that get hit the most. Look at like Rizzo gets hit so oh. much more than Acuna does, and there's several guys like that. So, but Rizzo is. I've never seen anybody more on top of the dish than right. Rizzo. And I think that's that's kind of the mindset you have to have is is that's what works for him. He doesn't he doesn't like the ball away. Right. So pitches away now he can pull. But he takes it as this is just part of my game is I'm gonna right. get smoked a lot. And Acuna still is I think he'll change I think he'll stop maybe I think he gets scared when he gets hit that he might be hurt, you know? Yeah. Not scared of getting hit, but when he gets hit, he thinks, Oh shit, I'm hurt. You know, because he's still young and he's still, and he don't want to get hurt, man. He can't yeah. get hurt. And I think when he realizes, you know, you're going to get hit, it's going to be okay. You're going to, you, you know, you're not going to, you know, get your elbow broke. You got that big thing on. But he's not scared I, to get hit, though. He never buckles. You never no, see him nope, get, never. get stood up by a breaking ball. That's what makes you're him right. so good, is he stays on that breaking he stays ball. Stays on it, right. Yeah, I think if he can just learn to get his hands out of the way, I think Freddie did that better, turning his shoulder a little yeah. more. You know, Freddie doesn't get hit like he used to. If Cunha can learn to turn his shoulder a little bit more, get him a little more comfortable doing that, then I think he'd be better off because he could still get hit. It still exposes those hands. Yeah, and that's like what you can't. That's put the scary pads thing is if you, you get put, if he breaks a finger, you can't put Teflon on that because then you can't mm-hmm. hit. Right. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We we'll go back down there again. I'll be down there uh, in Miami. Now, days. if they hit him first pitch again, oh. then it's I will oh, my God. eject him. <laughs> this could be the benches are going to clear. Yeah, uh, Snit might just go over and take on Don. <laughs> oh, I think Don's got Snit right now. <laughs> yeah, and Mattingly really likes him too. By the way, you yeah. could tell he talked yeah. nothing but nothing but praise for him. He said, "I think he's a hell of a manager. I got nothing but respect for what he's done. Everything how he goes about. He's protecting his guys." He goes, yep. "And if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd do the same thing." He totally yeah. understood. And As a player, of, he totally understood, you know? For me, that should put to rest the whole Snit hates Acuna thing, too, because he came flying oh, out I, of that dugout. Uh, right, again, that's the second time he's done that when he's been yeah. hit. The other time he wanted to fight Urania. Yeah. People conveniently, all these people that said when Snit came out, finally, I'm like, finally, did, go back and look at the clip <laughs> yeah. when he wanted to fight Urania. Yeah, they've been watching since 2020. Yeah. Anyway. All right, man. Never a dull moment with this team, but. Nope. Uh, Let's see how they finish up in these last five games. We'll do another one of these from uh, Miami at the end of the week, I think. Cool. For the break. That's 755 is real. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you guys hanging in there with us in this trying season. We're out. <laughs>